Hi, and welcome to the Women in Film and Television Ireland podcast. My name is Fiona Kinsla. I'm a board member and I'm also a producer at Jumper Productions and Tile Media. In 2017, Women in Film and Television Ireland hosted a very special DOP masterclass at Brooks Hotel. This live event featured insight into the craft of cinematography from two leading DOPs, Kate McCullough, who shot The Farthest, The Queen of Ireland and His and Hers, and Frida Vendel, who shot Striking Out and Ego. They both spoke about their craft and careers to date. Yeah, we've got two outstanding cinematographers. Great privilege to have both of them speak together. You could do talk, I think, with either of them separately. <laughs> so to have both of them is like mind meld. It should be extra, extra super juiced power for, for this morning. Um, the first person we have, and they're going to talk about their passion and their process and, I guess, their influences and their inspirations today. So, um, yeah. Uh, first, we have Kate McCullough, who I know very well because we ended up in film school together um, many years ago and we were in the same class and Kate then studied at uh, the world-renowned uh, film school in Łódź um, afterwards. She studied cinematography there in Poland and learnt Polish. <laughs> and then uh, Kate and I have worked together numerous times on both short films and feature films. Uh, she's done many short films, one is, one, including one called Mummy's Little Helper for which she won the Donald Gilligan Award for Best Cinematography at Galway Film Fla. And then with her debut feature film documentary, His and Hers, she won the Sundance Award for Cinematography. <laughs> her, de her debut fa drama feature, uh, Snap, screened at Tribeca. And in 2014, she was nominated for an IFTA for her work uh, on Here Was Cuba, which was directed by Emer, who's also here. Um, and she's recently completed another documentary with Emer, uh, which is called The Farthest, which opened to rave reviews in America this week. Um, Variety and the New York Times have really put it out there in terms of how they received the film. So I think maybe we'll just start by watching a little, a little trailer for that, just to give you a sense of Kate's work, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Frida, and then we'll get into the conversation. Is that okay? Yeah, so um, I don't know Frida quite so well as I know Kate, um, but I was speaking to her the other day, and then afterwards I was speaking to Kate, and I was going, she's very giggly. <laughs> and I went, that's, that's terrible, because there's three of us who are quite giggly, oh, so I'm like, we'll try not giggle our way through the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but nicely giggly, of course. Um, so Frida has a background in stills photography, and she studied at uh, cinematography at the world-renowned um, Dramitska Institutions and Program Plaza. Yeah, that properly. was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, Dramitska good. Institute in Stockholm in Sweden. Um, she's a member of the Swedish Society of Cinematographers. Mm. Um, she's shot numerous successful commercials for iconic brands, uh, including IKEA, Burger King, and Vera Moda. Um, she's shot promos and TV. She's currently shooting the second season of the very successful Irish TV show Striking Out, directed by Lisa James Larson, who's here in the audience with us today. <laughs> Um, her debut <coughs> TV show, was it your debut? Uh, Real Humans was remade in the UK as Humans. Um, I won't try and pronounce the 
Äkta människor. Äkta människor. <laughs> As her debut feature film. Uh, and her debut feature film, Ego, um, is wonderfully confident film. Um, I watched it last night. And oh, was, did you? Yeah, it totally oh. sucked me in. It was terrible. I was supposed to be watching the cinematography and I got sucked into the movie. <laughs> and then I was going, actually, that's a really good sign of the cinematography. Yeah. Oh. I think for me, it's the highest compliment is when you, you kind of, it becomes mm-hmm. such a part of the film that you're just mm-hmm. watching the film mm-hmm. and the film is your complete absorption. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards you go, oh God, there were great shots. You know, mm-hmm. so that was a Directed by Lisa. Oh, well. okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. There you go. So plug for the movie. Check it out. It's on iTunes, isn't it? I think. What is it? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Swedish iTunes. So, so I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's really, really enjoyable. So if anybody wants to do anything this evening, go watch that movie. <laughs> it was, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Um, and now, just to lure you further, we're going to show you the, <coughs> the trailer for that. Um, okay, so um, when we, we kind of spoke briefly about how we <coughs> wanted to do this, um, one of the things that concerned us was that we kind of, you, know, you go to master classes and sometimes it just becomes general discussion and it doesn't really go anywhere. So we, we kind of agreed that what we like ourselves when we go to a master class is sometimes to get into the actual nitty gritty of specific situations so you can actually learn from concrete examples of things. And then the second thing that it's nice, which is often overlooked, is actually just the bigger picture stuff, to step back from, from what you're trying to do as a cinematographer and to kind of look at the art of it and kind of just view it in a kind of a more, yeah, in a, in a, in a more philosophical way, I guess, and kind of try and understand what, like, what the hell. <coughs> so just with that in mind, um, I thought let's, let's ask really tricky questions at the start. Oh, God. <laughs> and, <laughs> And just kind of, yeah, just jump in properly. And it's, so I'm going to ask you, Kate, first, um, like, just what is art for you? And how, how did you end up being a cinematographer? Um, What's the purpose of art? Okay, right in. On the right spot in. there. Um, I suppose, like, yeah, it's something that, like, resonates with me, like, that changes my perspective on how I view the world, whatever it is, whether it's cinema, theatre, painting, dance, that it's it sort of challenges maybe con- a concept that I have on the world or like how I view the world, that it sort of gets me to think a little bit differently. I love just coming away from something and feeling like, okay, something's shifted here in my head. Um, but I don't know whether that qualifies as art, but I suppose like, if it's saying something new to me, then I feel like, okay, it's it's something higher than just entertainment. Yeah, you, you said something really interesting yesterday about language and how kind of it's, it's kind of another language for you. <laughs> well, I was waffling away on the phone. It's good waffle, worth repeating. You sure you want to go back there? <laughs> no, I thought it was really good. Well, no, I was just saying that, like, for me, I think why, and it just kind of dawned on me recently, <clears throat> why I'm um, like why I'm working as a cinematographer is probably because I, you know, in terms of spoken word or written word, it's not like my kind of strength in terms of speaking or getting a message across kind of specifically. Whereas I feel like with images, I can be much more precise. So I, I started thinking, okay, well, actually, in a way, it's kind of my language to how I can express myself rather than the usual. <laughs> I mean, Irish people are kind of, we're, we're supposed to be 
just to be damned. Yeah, and so I feel like I'm, I'm sort of disabled in that category, you know, and, and that um, cinematography sort of has sort of filled that gap. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you can take a, a photo of a tree, but it's there's, there's so many ways that you can take that photo, like, is it, you know, like the way you use ad adjectives in English. Or Swedish. <laughs> so, like, you know, what what adjectives you want to use, and it's what tools you're going to use in cinematography. Like, what you know, what lenses or what light or what distance or what time of the day or who's in the shot with you know, and just all these parts start to come into play. And so it's no longer just a tree. It's like there's there's a kind of an angle on it. You know? Yeah, your own personal. Angle. Yeah. And and how did you end up in cinematography then? Because I know. When I met you, you had this green book full of paintings and art and all this stuff, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> like it was really amazing. And yeah. you had photographs that were like really kind of challenging for me at the time. I'm going, "Wow, what's this? You know? <laughs> what's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did she drop the camera? No, it was, like, it was like really interesting angles on things and stuff. And I remember going, "Oh wow, it was really amazing." I remember that green book really, mm. really specifically. <laughs> um, so yeah, how did you end up? Because I know you like, thought about being a painter for a while. Yeah, well, like in school, I, that was all I was interested in was art and uh, PE. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> everybody else was like, oh, God, <laughs> we have to go and run around. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, so I kind of, I think I then at some point realised, actually, I don't want to be just working on my own. Like, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> painting or whatever it was so I started getting interested in in watching documentaries actually that was kind of the beginning of of getting interested in film but also I think it was like painting to photography was sort of a natural step like I got my first stills camera when I was 14 and then just kind of ran around with it um, so it wasn't that I was watching movies from the age of six and wanting to be a cinematographer mm -hmm. it was more just like yeah, very much interested in the visual, and then that kind of led into well, why not tell a story using images or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I actually had applied to do photography in Dunleary, <laughs> and they turned me down. Actually, also I remembered that my uh, <coughs> art teacher, we had a kind of module, photography module. I came back in with photos, and he was like, "Okay, whatever you do." don't become a photographer. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no. So I wonder Brilliant. whether there was, like, reverse psychology. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. He's like, how will I get her to become a photographer? And Frida, I guess the same question. Mm. I know it's a tricky one, um, but, yeah, what, like, what's the purpose of art for you? Oh, and God. how the hell did you end up being Oh, that's a really hard question. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, brought, I was brought up with art in my family, okay. like, being very creative and I think that um, I always had that around me and in my life and then I went to what we say in Sweden it was talked about for Högstadiet I don't know what's that, what's that in? Like oh yeah yeah it's kind of like because um, you're saying this way it's like yeah, it's kind of like leaving cert when you're doing or yeah. uh, uh, senior yeah. cycle yeah yeah so and I did art and I think it's called art and form or something like that so you do a lot of that um, and that's when I started to take um, I started to do photography, and I had a lab, and you could do, you know, everything yourself. Uh, so it started there, and I think that for me it could have been 
anything really. Like mm -hmm. if I always had it around me and in my life, I can't imagine doing something else. Okay, okay. And then you had a great story of how you decided. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> of how you decided to do uh, cinematography. Yeah, I mean, so I <laughs> I did photography and I was really aiming for becoming a fashion photographer and the commercials and stuff like that. And I was in that world a little bit because I was assisting uh, like camera assistant. Uh, but I didn't like it, it was so superficial and it was all about the way you looked and what you were wearing and what clubs you went to and it was just... Oh. So I had a friend who lived in London and uh, I just felt like, you know, I have to go away and figure out what I'm going to do. So I moved to London for uh, one and a half year or something like that. Um, and I did something totally different. I worked in Wagamama and I cl climbed my way up and I became a manager and all that. But uh, I was always thinking like maybe one day I should start. And then I had a friend over and we went to <coughs> Notting Hill Gate Cinema and watched Amelie from Montmartre. And I was just like, it was really like that moment where you went, oh my God, what am I doing? Like I should do that. I should be a cinematographer. Why didn't I think about that? It was really unbelievable actually. So I went out of the cinema and said to my friend, I'm going to be a cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. Why didn't I think about that? And like all my stills when I did fashion was very filmic. Like yeah. it was like stills from films kind of mm -hmm. thing. So I was already in that mind in a way. I'd, I'd done it without knowing it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I applied to, to London Film School and I got in there, but it was just so expensive. Um, so I just, uh, I just felt like, no, I should go home to Sweden again. Mm -hmm. So I moved back, and then I went to film school. And it was really weird because I started from, I, it, like, I was the same thing as you. Like, I didn't get a camera when I was five, and done a lot of short films with my friends. I was like, for me, it was like, oh, well, what do I do with this? Like, it was really weird, but I had, I had it in my mind. Like, I knew how to light. I didn't use flash when I uh, when I did the still photography. I always had like natural day, daylight or fluorescent light. Or, so I kind of had that already, but it was so weird to start move the camera. You're like, oh, if I move the camera, it's a stand there. How did you do that? And like, you know, they really had to uh, get into it. But it was great. I mean, and I, I, it was that kind of school where you have to do everything. But I was kind of like, I don't I want to do this. And everyone did knew that. So, no, never. So boring now. <laughs> so yeah. So okay. that's how it. Okay. How it was. Um, yeah, and just because you just one of the things you said there really reminded me of one of the things you showed me earlier, which I thought mm. was amazing, and I hope we can show. Which one? Was one of the things you were saying that uh, on the project that you're doing recently, I was asking, do you storyboard much? And you were saying because oh, yeah. when you were saying about coming from photography, it yeah. actually it's really integrated into how you're shooting at the moment. Yeah. Do you want to explain that a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. <coughs> I mean, really before we used to, me and Lisa worked a lot together, and yeah. we always used to, like, do uh, shot lists and floor plans and stuff like that, really, you know, in the forehand. But then now we kind of, we scrap that. Yeah. <laughs> so we, how do we do it? We we go to set and we, we um, uh, go through the day, like the scenes we're going to do, and then we, we start with the first scene and we have, a, you know, talk about it a little bit, and then the actors come in and then we rehearse it on the floor a little bit, and then I just take stills. Like I bought a camera last year when I did Strike Out season one. Yeah, so I just, I just take loads of stills, like all the angles we have discussed from, you know, from the beginning, but also new angles and just finding it. And then I can just show her, like, what do you think of this, 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 oh, that's nice, oh, that's, you know what I mean, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's really helpful for, 
everyone <laughs> to show my gaffer, to show to show Lisa, to show the actors. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. see that's what I'm talking about is the yeah. language, like just rather than actually mm. speaking it or like standing yeah. there going, we want to go here with a close up, whatever. Mm. Mm. Actually, just showing it. Yeah. Mm. It's like immediately, mm. boom. It. It's like really precise, and everybody gets it. And yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really handy. So and then you have a, it was really fun as well because you have a lot of stills from it, <laughs> like thousands and thousands of <laughs> get hired as the stills photographer on the show. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so um, one of the things I mean, because this is women in film and, and television uh, thing, one of the things that we thought would be interesting to kind of just bring up would be this question of um, you know what it means to be a female cinematographer and what are the challenges. And when I mentioned, when we, Kate and I talked about it yesterday, I was driving back from Cork and Kate and I were talking about it on the phone and she was going, well, I've always been a woman, so I don't really know. You know like, yeah. how can I answer that question? I've yeah. never experienced it as a guy. And I was going, yeah, I never experienced it as a woman, so I don't know what the challenges are. So we were trying to figure out how we could honestly answer the question. And yeah. kind of what we came up with, like, Kate was like, well, if you throw out your experience, then maybe I can compare it to mine. Mm -hmm. So I was going, well, one of the things that I kind of found a bit tricky is that sometimes you're on set and, like, there can be this kind of laddish behavior mm. if it's a quite a large conglomeration of men. Mm. Some, and not all the time, not all the time, but there's times when it's just like, and, like, uh, you know, I worked on a movie and sometimes there's kids on set and stuff and you just like, you're kind of like, lads, tone it down a bit, you know, you just get yeah. a bit uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. And I was kind of going, and the really interesting thing was Kate saying, well, I don't actually find that. Sorry, mm. uh, do you want to talk about mm. that type of thing? Well, yeah, just I think that if there's, if there's a balance, obviously I'm always there <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> I'm on a job, so there's immediately a woman on the camera crew, so... So I think that maybe brings a balance to the dynamic, you know, that it's... Mm. I mean, it's a bit like this idea of having single-sex schools, you know, like male and female that we're supposed to do better in our isolated compartments, but I, I think that's kind of crazy, you know, that you just wouldn't put us together <laughs> because mm. we're meant to kind of exist, coexist together, and so mm. same thing for a set, you know, I think it always... Yeah. If you've got a mix there... Definitely. And, you know, I just wouldn't want to have a whole set of women, you know. I'm not sure that will ever <laughs> will that happen, but, you know, I just think that's... It's not kind of the point of it, you know. I mean, I know there's a whole push now of, like, 50-50. I think that's really great, but I just think, like, if you're to kind of exclude one or the other, it's just not... No. Yeah, and it's more a kind it's of a kind culture... Of it's more <laughs> a culture change that needs to happen. Yeah, well, I think Emer was mentioning a while back um, about, you know, rather than it being less, you know, like to balance the male-female, that it's just about the culture that exists on set or in film, yeah. that it's, it's quite alpha. Um, mm. And so, of course, you can have women that are alpha, <laughs> yeah, sure. alpha but just that it's, that we don't kind of give the label that, oh, less men is better than, you know, mm. I think it's just about how how you create the culture that it's it's a bit more welcoming to maybe the quieter uh, story yeah. <laughs> or the quieter energy yeah yeah um, so yeah I mean <coughs> that's kind of my Frida yeah I do like I agree <laughs> uh, <laughs> with all of that <laughs> I think that I I did a feature a couple of years ago now Emma Lawson recent one, uh, where it just happened to be so many female key 
okay. uh, positions, like the director, the producer, and uh, the obviously me and the costume and uh, so and it was just, we had a meeting, a pre-production meeting. It was sat down around the camera, like oh my god, so a lot of women around this table. We didn't even discuss it. In fact, okay. it, was, it wasn't it a happened. thing. It was just like god, it's so it's just unbelievable. And no one chose no uh, people because they were women. because yeah, they were yeah. women. It was like no because they were the best and they were you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is great. So it's, yeah, I, I saw. Yeah. I mean that Sweden is getting more and more like that actually. Mm. I think uh, it's changed a lot from the last years. I would say since we finished uh, film school, I think um, we have a lot of female DP in Sweden actually. I would say like ten or. 15 that are actually doing features and TV okay. and commercials and I mean we are struggling Especially in commercial. It's really really hard to be a woman and it's much, much different. I mean, it's like it's that, man's the world. Of commercials is yeah, it's, a, it's a man's world. I don't know. It's mm -hmm. really weird. It's really hard to get in. No, and it's also a lot <laughs> Friends, you know, we friends Club. we go out, you know, what I mean like we hang out and it's like oh, he's, he's such a I don't know. It's so sorry, sorry, friends. What you mean? No, like people are friends and they hang out and they go. Out, you know, I mean, like oh, it's that kind of like a world. Click. It's like, a click. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and you choose your your mates. You know okay. what I mean? Like Am I in the filming group or the TV group? Yeah, and, uh, and there are these like male DPs that get all the, the big jobs. Okay. Like that. So I think we all of us are struggling quite a lot uh, with that, but I don't want to do commercials anyway. So <laughs> like, you can have it. Can have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but actually, that brings us on to kind of mm. one of the other questions we talked about discussing was this question of like you both have worked in Sweden and you mm. both worked in Ireland. Are there mm. many differences culturally or just on set in in how it's run? I mean, there's kind of codes yeah. for set which are kind of universal. Mm. But is there much of a cultural difference in terms of making movies in Ireland and making them in Sweden? Is there things we can learn from the other side? I, God, is it, I don't know. I think, uh, first of all, like the, the crews are bigger here. That's the big difference, I think. There's more more people on set. <laughs> I mean, like, we don't have a first, second, third AD, for example. Like, okay. it's not, so, I mean, that, that was a big thing for me. Like, we, do, we don't have unit base. We don't have that whole thing. Okay. So, I mean, you, you, you have your lunch in different restaurants, places. It's, it's much smaller. Everything is much mm -hmm. more. Scaled down. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, probably that's the biggest difference, really. I mean... Uh, well, I actually struck me in Sweden was this kind of meeting that happened kind of every day before oh, yeah, Seth, yeah, just yeah. this kind of the huddle thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was always we like, actually tried yeah. to do that I was making out, but it was just like <laughs> so weird. Everyone was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, they wouldn't go in. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't cuddle no, in the morning. We, <laughs> in Sweden you always go like, okay, welcome, it was a great day yesterday, now we do this, and the toilets <laughs> are over there, and blah, blah, blah. But here everything is just so flo it's floating. It's like, mm -hmm. you go on set and everything's just happening. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's not the kind of organized, let's go for the day kind of thing. No, no. <coughs> and we don't need it here. I don't know. We'll see if I will have it when I come back to Sweden. Maybe won't, but yeah. So that's, that's the difference, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, <coughs> just to kind of go to the kind of nuts and bolts, maybe we'll, we'll look at, at some of the, because mm -hmm. you've both done very different work, so maybe we'll take mm -hmm. another kind of chance yeah, to so. look at something he's done. Who does drama and documentary? Which do you want to watch? Should try on the drama for a shake-up and then drama for a come back around <laughs> to talk. Come back around. <laughs> right, recognise the two in there.
Um, so one of the things I think that's kind of really interesting, um, and maybe we'll look at something from you next, Rita, is that um, is this question of when you're given a new project, and you were speaking about language earlier, Kate, how do you kind of go about working with different directors to find the language for that film, or to find the way, the style, the shape of it, the kind of journey of the film visually? <laughs> the, ultimate, the ultimate question. Yeah. The ultimate question. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of about spending a bit of time together because you can read a script or a concept. Again, it's <laughs> it's that thing of reading, and it's not necessarily like I might read it differently to how somebody else does. So I think it's kind of important to sit down and kind of tease it out, and then to maybe exchange images or film references or music or you know like whatever is is kind of coming from both sides and that they kind of find a, a meeting point um, so yeah it's really just about I think sitting down and kind of hammering it out and then you'd probably yeah you'll get like a couple of ideas then I mean the thing the other thing is like having time like the worst case scenario is like you're kind of hurtled into something and you haven't really had the time to to sort of find the language and so you end up going for kind of a safety um, you know formula so that's for me I'm just really interested in that <laughs> you know it's kind of um, our work is kind of pointless at that mm. point you know if it's is that because so. you feel you can't infuse it with meaning if it's just show up and point the camera well, what's, what's the yeah. point in you know like anyone can turn on the camera and place it and mm. move it and turn on the light, whatever. It's it's kind of well, what are you gonna do with those tools? Like what what is it you want to say? And in the interests of the concreteness that we kind of talked about, can mm. you give an example of a film where you kind of evolved? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of the farthest since Perfect. it was a. <laughs> Because Emer is really great at just kind of, you know, we have a good, yeah, we just have a good kind of rapport where she's like comes to the table with sort of references and some mad pictures of <laughs> planets and you know, like I think the great red spot on Saturn was like, okay, that's a really great reference. Let's use the blues and the yellows from that in the interviews or when we're out and about that we kind of use that motif um, but like yeah I think it's it's sort of just um, bringing bringing things to the table and saying yeah that totally works or can we try something a little bit like you know something similar but not quite you know like y using the say the great red spot okay so in the interviews how are we going to bring in the the blues and the oranges and I was like I don't really saw like actually nobody would know on those interviews but like there's layers of kind of color um, lights like so there's sort of a set of Ikea lights <laughs> <laughs> sort of strewn across so the, the set is actually really deep there there's kind of a roll of um, Hampshire frost yeah. <laughs> to kind of soften the so sort of everything in the background is kind of softening out even much more so than you would get with the lens and then 
a sprinkle of like IKEA lights with some sequence and then sequence sequence material like you know just to kind of pick up sort of sparkles <laughs> planets and stars and so we were just <laughs> kind of playing around with this yeah, yeah. stuff and he was like just slagging me off because you know, I'd just be like down the back rooting with the, the sequence. <laughs> sequence material for like 15 minutes be like okay Kate we need to go for this <laughs> so what's cool is you just wouldn't know about anything of, of that when you see it but like for each interview it's just sort of keep sort of playing around with all these Mm. Yeah, so the interviews tie in with the space concept and the visuals of that you've kind of... Yeah, yeah. Mm. <coughs> or just like, you know, how, how are you going to light the, the people that you let the light fall off, that it's sort of this idea that planets, like the light is coming from one side and then the other side is completely dark and so it's just like all those different themes that kind so of... So like dark side of the moon is yeah. how you lit it? Okay. Mm. Um, or like... I don't know, even just, so like when we were in LA doing the interviews, we then said, okay, well, what what motifs can we sort of mop up around here? Like yeah. there's a huge amount of traffic <coughs> uh, on the road, so what can we do with that in terms of representing people on planet Earth and, you know, our movement mm -hmm. and the flow of information from the spacecraft and, you know, all these kind of metaphors that you can wrap into just couple of cars going down the road you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so yeah it's just about being clear so having all those kind of solid chats before you go out yeah mm. and then as soon as you see the thing that it, you know immediately then you know okay this is it we need to get this gotcha and you're both on the same page and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean so I think that's particularly for <coughs> for documentary it's important because it's mm. there's so much there's so many Possible. Possibilities, mm. so many ways you can go mm. at it, and mm. in terms of trying to hold a continuity or a unity to the, mm. to, the piece, yeah. to the language of it, then yeah. you need to be kind of clear from the outset. Gotcha. gotcha. I mean, so with, with fiction, mm. I guess you have there's more of a framework there, and mm. you have a shot list or you don't, but you mm. have you've already kind of established a way mm. of the language of it. Or well, sometimes you have to remind yourself as well. That's why it's so good to have motifs. So you have that. You can go back. Oh, you know, mm. because you can get lost sometimes. Mm. If it's a long shoot, you go, oh, yeah, oh yeah, we think yeah. like that. Let's stick to that. You know, I mean, yeah. to keep it to hold it together. We're having a couple of visual really references that pull you back into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, are, do we have access to that thing <coughs> this morning? That it's on amazing. there. It's on there, but I don't know. This is a PC. Do you think it's? Oh, oh my God. Maybe I can email. You can try. <laughs> there was something uh, free to show me this morning, and I just think in terms of the conversation we're having, really yeah. uh, kind of a yeah. mood board that you used. For the if it's working for it's just oh, really see. informative. Mm -hmm. uh, trailer for Strike Out season one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull that. Is that good? Can I hit uh, that? Yes, yes, hit it. Perfect. Hit it. Hit it. It's very American, that trailer. God. It's American. Cool. Uh, okay, thanks. Yeah. Okay, anyway, we, okay, did, we, we did a. a uh, like a, what do you, what do you call it? Like a mood, board. mood board kind of yeah. thing, maybe. Visual so we should reference, yeah. yeah. Quite early on, I think we had. I don't know when we kind of decide for the style of it, but anyway, um, I never been here. The first time mm -hmm. I came uh, to Ireland, that was like the first day mm -hmm. we had a wreck. <laughs> so weird. Mm -hmm. I was landing and we like straight away go to a location and go. We had to decide, I think, that day if sure. we're gonna have that one or mm -hmm. not. So it was quite strange but it's quite amazing to just 
come to a new country and go, oh, okay. Da, 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 da. And because also in the scripts, uh, Dublin is almost like a character of its own. So it, Dublin is so important for the show. Kind of. mm. um, so it was really fun to find a way to... Do you find it? Did yeah, you it? Oh, it came through. Did that, um, I think that's an Apple Mac. And I think so what we... Oh, it's not. Okay. It's not going to find it. But the, um, we've got it here, so don't worry. Oh, cool. What were the characteristics of Dublin that you... Yeah, so what I struck me was like (coughs) brick and glass. Like uh, It is brick buildings, or Georgian brick, or it's glass. It's a lot of glass buildings, a lot of windows in the... the, What do you call it? Uh, Skylights. Yeah, skylights everywhere (laughs) in toilets. and Really (laughs) weird, we don't have that in Sweden at all. In the toilets, the skylights? Yeah, so I think (laughs) South... That was somewhere. It's kind of creepy. Wherever you are, like, oh, that's, you know... Anyway, but uh, so that was probably the first. We're lacking yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can have a look at that. If yeah, you wanna, I just found uh, it really instructive when you showed it to me because for anyone who's seen the show or even from the trailer, you can see how much thought was behind the original concept and then how it was delivered on in the show. So I'll just kind of flip through and then. Mm, do you want? Yeah, do do you want to narrate? No, you can actually. Or do you want to flick it? No, no, you can do it. You can do it. Can yeah. Oh, well, how do you do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah. Can I make that bigger? I mean, everything is in there. I don't know if it, if Can I make it bigger? There? That thing? Is uh, that helping? Not much. Go up. That's that How do you make that, that the It's whole? not that one. Does oh. anybody own a. <laughs> PC. <laughs> oh, don't worry, we can see. We're grand, we can we're see. You get okay. the idea, sorry. Yeah, so reflections, we talked about a lot about reflections. Yeah. And uh, so I guess a lot of reflections. Yeah, so with your glass. <laughs> a lot of glass, a lot of reflections. Uh, you can scroll down. Sure. Um, yeah, it's two in a frame we talked a lot about, uh, relationships between people. Um, and uh, <coughs> scroll down. I always want to see the eyes. Like it's it's a very it's quite dark show. I mean it's very uh, contrasty and the the blacks are very black. But we always, we talked about the, you always have to see the eyes. That's the most important thing. So that was one thing. We wanted skin. We didn't get that much skin though. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little bit. We have a little bit. <laughs> but the skin uh, colours was important. Yeah. Uh, have a lot of frame within a frame. Uh, try to find that wherever we are. We have some really good locations, silhouettes, a lot of silhouettes. Uh, so it's quite funny to look at it now and go, yeah, we actually nailed this yeah. motif. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I do now, I'm looking yeah. at it, but it's been so long, it just does look like a show. And obviously the city as a character, like if you are, if you are on a location, try to find the location with a view or like, you, like sure. people that lives in Dublin, oh, that's there, well, that's, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. You, you, it's always you there. Like this, the town is always present, is always behind and around mm. them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was important. Um, and this is just a little bit for how daylight should look and interior and exterior. And um, uh, what else is it? You can scroll down. Uh, yeah. So a little bit just for what kind of night we wanted cyan looking. I, mean, I quite. It looks a bit. I want it to look a bit American, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like you know, I, I love to work with with colors in yeah. the light, so that's mm-hmm. my thing a little bit. Uh, <laughs> to make so, it more slick. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> so we wanted Dunbar's the the main the, the office where they kind of work the, the cold glass building wanted to be quite cyan in the blacks and stuff like that. I think we kind of nail that. We don't have much close-ups, but if there is close-ups, we want it to be the reason for it. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, okay. It's quite interesting, actually. Me and Lisa just discussed it the other day that when we look at 
for example, Ego or short films we've done, it's so close up, like the close, the, they're like there. Like Stop close ups are like so tight. Like you wouldn't do that today. Seven years ago, yeah. How much you change your style mm. about things yeah, like that, yeah. you know? Very interesting. So a lot of necks, a lot of <laughs> following people behind, and uh, yeah, so that's the look of that. Science, Science the yeah. Uh, so I mean yeah, yeah so then it's locations yeah. and stuff but cool. uh, and it really helps because it's a long shoot and, and it's it's so much time pressure as well and it's so easy to get lost a little bit in it mm. because it's like oh stress 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 and you're like oh so what should we do then and then you just have to calm down and just go what are the motifs it's reflections can we find reflections here can we you know what I mean like really try yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also it, it helps because we have so little time and this year we also have so many locations uh, I think the style of the show is perfect for the, the fact that we don't have time because I always switch the lights off and I always use almost daylight. I mean, it's a lot of natural light in in some locations <coughs> because we don't have time to light it or because we don't have the money to because it's such a big place, whatever. Yeah. Um, which makes it so easy to work, you know. Silhouettes, it's so easy, <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> and it's beautiful, and it's like it's uh, it's the show. Yeah, it just so, takes a bit of courage, I guess. Yeah. To, to trust that you can pull it off. Exactly. And, and another thing, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. <coughs> just thinking about the fluctuating light. Like in Sweden, you get a lot more like. Okay, today it's sunny. Mm. Yeah, right. yeah, it's more even. Or today it's all cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Here's a little bit. Got this yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. And then at first, when I came here, I was like, oh, God, it's going to be so tricky. But everyone's so relaxed about it because <laughs> everyone is so used to it. So yeah. it's like, mm, you know, that's the way it is. I mean, we did shoot some rain stuff with, with fake rain, and it was a sunny day, and it was like, doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's Ireland, totally. <laughs> yesterday it was actually raining, <laughs> and the sun was shining at the same time. So. So you get away with it, but it's really tricky. We did the last scene yesterday. Was uh, we didn't have any. We just went with the natural, and it's really tricky to keep the continuity yeah. of that scene. The contrast. But it's like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, if yeah. you don't care about that if you're into the story in a way. So mm. yeah, yeah. I don't really mind about that. But and and do you try to have a kind of an overarching thought? What do you mean? What well, I'm just kind of saying, like, if you're doing a film or a TV show, do you have a kind of a like what? That I th that was really interesting for me because I could see each of the elements. You know, oh, yeah, I can see that element in the show. I can see that element. I can see that element. But is there a kind of do? Do you kind of sometimes have a picture or a kind of a? I don't know. It's more like a, a concept or what the show's about. Like if the show was about. Oh, can't remember. Look at this. Finding your way from the darkness to the light or something. I don't. I don't know. It could be anything. You could have kind of. So like in that, I could say yeah. Like you know, there's times when if, if it was like she's a person who's kind of in a position. You know, mm -hmm. at the beginning of the show where she's mm -hmm. kind of. She ends up. You know, she's going to get married and mm -hmm. she's. You know, it's mm -hmm. the night of her mm -hmm. hen party mm -hmm. and she's. Mm -hmm she ends up being plunged into this really dark space where she's yeah. kind of lost and she's wandering around at night time. Mm -hmm. So, like, with me, from when I'm looking at those things, I go, okay, so silhouettes and mm -hmm. the reflections, all these things could be kind of something out for her journey so that she ends up in a kind yeah. of brighter place. Or yeah. I don't know, do you I think about things that way? Or? Yeah. I can't remember, Lisa, do you remember? <laughs> I keep forgetting what we talked about. Show. We always think about her emotional perspective. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. I mean, choose where to place the camera. I mean, the thing, the thing is, is it's, it's striking out. It's, uh, we do kind of everything. We have that, that not Roman, the rig, Maxim Artemis rig that we oh, use yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
because we one thing that Lisa was talking about from early on was like I wanted to be fluid I wanted to move all the time yeah. I wanted to have that smooth and not, not handheld or nothing just that really smooth and slick looking like yeah. uh, and that was just such a perfect thing to have instead of track and dolly it takes a little bit longer time and sure. it's so easy to just like, hook it up and just go for it like that and do you so that, yeah I operate myself and, and I think that was really great in that way because we have to work so fast as well sure. um, so I think that was one of the first things we talked about I was I not lost my thread here a little bit. Um, oh, I couldn't remember what I was going to say. What did you ask? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I remember. Just, just so we have the rig, but then, I mean, we use track and dolly, we use handheld when it feels like it should be handheld. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot, but the thing, I think those motifs, even if you go handheld or suddenly it's a drone or whatever, yeah. doesn't really, it works really they well. Hold. Because yeah. this, the look of the show is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably. Mm-hmm. It's really important, I think, when you do a long, long show like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it really worked, I think. Mm. And Kate, on, on that? On that note? On that note. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's like continuity of image is really, it's really important. And mm. I think it's, you know, it's quite a tricky thing to achieve because yeah. especially over time. Yeah. Mm. Like you, you've got this, how many weeks would you be shooting for a season? Uh, no, no, it's tw- it's twelve weeks. Yeah, this time, yeah. So, you know, it's it's much longer than a feature. Say with documentary mm. as well, you might be shooting over a year. Mm. So, and in between, you'd be shooting other things. Sometimes I find like I've, you know, I'm coming back to something and I've. You bring the accent of something else. Yeah, mm. like totally. I have to kind of try and <laughs> break that because <coughs> yeah. you get into a mode of you know looking at the world and that particular way mm. and then to kind of break that and step into the other mode <laughs> mm, yeah. it's um it can be tricky sometimes but sometimes they can inform each other as well and you can kind of sort of cross pollinate yeah. <laughs> but it is important i think just to kind of try and hold like that's a big thing for me in documentary just mm. you know a lot of time people think well the story will carry you through but yeah. I kind of always argue for like no, you know, let's Won't. try and run with the same camera from start to finish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you know, there's always these moments where you can't like I'm not available. Yeah. The mm. situation is happening and mm. they need to shoot on another camera and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah. so I find that kind of like painful to watch when it's all cut together but Mm-hmm. Like that's just my character. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. to have just you know that it's a a full unit that works yeah. together. Yeah. So that's probably like I I think sometimes I struggle a little bit in documentary because you know that I I can't kind of sit easy on the that sort of you know the compromises that you have to make image wise. Mm-hmm. So I find that I'm doing a little bit more kind of stylized documentaries or docudramas. I mean, there's a bit of a fashion with docudramas now anyway, so it's yeah. sort, of, mm-hmm. sort of doing a little bit more of that, uh, which I feel, I don't know, it's maybe a little bit more my strength than okay. being more fluid with uh, docu stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do, I just want to, do, do, do anybody, does, does, do anybody, does anybody have any questions that they'd like to kind of come on board with at this stage? If anybody wants to, yeah? Um, I guess just as you were talking about um, documentary and your style and kind of stylized mm. stuff, and it's all for everybody, um, how big, if any, is a factor with budget in kind of deciding projects you want to get involved in? 
like I work in documentary and we had to build rigs from dog collars and spines of books and things. So money is always an issue. Mm -hmm. um, but just in terms of like equipment and resources, is kind of a lower budget, higher budget, is that ever a factor in how, what you choose to work with? Or is it like the director and the story or the documentary subject? Mm -hmm. or I think it's like kind of is the budget appropriate for the story that you want to tell? Sure. sure. Yeah. Like depending on what it is or how you want to say it, is the money there to kind of? I mean, it's always tight, <laughs> and you always have to kind of juggle one kind of tool against the other and weigh it up and and sort of try and make it sit in, you know. Um, but no, I mean, if it's if it's a story that I'm excited about. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not it's not driven by money. I mean, you can't be in this business oh. from from my perspective. <laughs> you know, it's about yeah. kind of telling stories. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, um, I guess I just had a question about you say, but like with your with your mood boards and stuff and the colours you want to use. How much do you try to do in camera on set? How much would you sort of be willing to, or do you use kind of you color grading in post instead? Well, it's striking out. I think a lot of it's it's in camera. I mean, we kind of the what you see in the dailies are very close to what it's going to look like. It's definitely in this case it is. But you'll yeah. always go through, like you do a grade. And yeah, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you yeah. share that with your art department, your costume department, so that everything's. If you don't want red or something like that, you take it away. So yeah, yeah. So in that, <laughs> no, 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 but it's true. Everyone it's has true. to be on the same page with what colours you're going to avoid and which colours you're going to bring in. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I guess well, with the colour grading thing, like with the big budget Hollywood movies and stuff, they've kind of there's a lot. Of fads and trends happening with it? Is mm. there any that you like particularly hate? Like the, the cyan and orange one, seems, it seems to have died off a bit, but it was going for a good while. Um, I love that look. <laughs> <laughs> not dead here. There's the door. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't care about trends. I don't know, it's just the, just the feeling of, I don't know, the project of what you're doing. and. Yeah. What's it about? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't care about trends. Yeah, really. you have to put kind of fashions aside and just well, what is yeah, it? What, what, are, what are we trying to do? Here? What, what yeah. kind of style are we after? Or, yeah. I mean, there was a kind of phase of like crushing the blacks, or you know, like, and then it went to like all soft and kind of yeah, like, like, like lacking contrast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you'll have that going on, and and sometimes with graders, like if you haven't worked them before you have to sort of get them in the zone because mm. they're maybe used to doing it a certain way and it's like mm. bringing in pictures or mm. references. references. It's yeah. great actually to ha bring in a little test before you even yeah. start shooting because then you can sort of get them excited about the project mm. And, mm. and kind of start to create a look and, and sort of have an idea what the parameters are for you to work in, you know, what's what's a better way to light or, or shoot. Mm. <laughs> Some other hands are there, yep. I, uh, I'm just wondering, there aren't very many um, female cinematographers. Do you think you guys bring a sort of a more feminine aesthetic to the end product? Mm. 
Yeah, I had to have a, I got that question a couple of times. I don't know. I think I, I that question has been coming up a lot of times, but uh, it's it's. I want to know what a feminine aesthetic is. Yeah, exactly. Like flowers it's and things. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say so. Her movies clearly aren't like you never. So masculine. I think it's just about being sensitive. Like whether you're a man or a woman, you have to be sensitive to the world around you. Like that's what makes a good. Be more sensitive. Yeah, definitely. But it's not different people. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I don't. It's really hard to answer that question. I feel <laughs> because when we went to film school, for example, as an as an example of that, yeah, we were three DPs in that in my class, and I was the only woman. It was three men, and I'm very. I talk a lot, and I have a lot. You know, my my goals are really high, and I want to go there, and I'm you know I'm very full on. <laughs> but for example, Ola that was in our class, he was he was quite insecure. He I mean he wished he had more of what I had. Like he, he was he had no confidence at all. Like he was, and he's so talented, but. So I, I kind of, he's there now, I mean, he's doing features and, and TV and stuff like that, but I was always a little bit ahead because I was like, oh, you know, like that, and he was no, always a bit, oh, I can't, and that's I, not the question. you know what I mean? I'm saying is the aesthetic, like, do you yeah, think no, have, no. no, I don't think so. And no. I think there's no. also like a, you know, I, I tend to get a lot of scripts with kids and, you know, like, <laughs> female-led uh, pieces, and, you know, that's great. But that's not only <laughs> my world, you know what I mean? No, no. So like, I think there is definitely it, it should be opened out. Like, our, you know, just society does that. You know, mm. we're brought up with that sort of mm. thinking that women are great with kids or whatever. So you, mm. I don't have kids. You know, there might be a man who has like four kids and is great with kids. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like just these yeah. kind of preconceptions. So the projects then that you get chosen for, then do you think? Do you think sometimes you get chosen for being a woman? I mean, it's hard to say, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I don't know, actually. Maybe ask some directors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, but the thing is, maybe, I mean, I never been asked to do, I mean, I've been asked to do thriller and, I mean, the TV, like thriller, that kind of drama uh, and stuff like that, obviously, but I, no one has ever called me about a, like a, <laughs> violent film was like films with a, a lot of action and stuff like that which mm. is like and I think I do think that's that's uh, because mm. I'm a woman definitely I do mm. it will change though I mean you just have to prove yourself you have to <clears throat> show them what you can yeah. do and then they will forget about you mm. I mean they're not gonna think about you as a woman it's gonna be like you you're a great DP you know that but with with every project you do you get more confidence and you I mean I know I can I can do a James Bond film you know, it's all tools and money, really. I mean, like, you know, just talk about a shot you want and then you find out how you do that. Like, how hard can it be? <laughs> but I think it's still still like that, actually. But I think that the, the male DPs, they get that kind of job, I don't know. Which is sad, but it will change. Hmm. I'm positive. I'm never going to be bitter. <laughs> bitterness is a poison. Anywhere. If you get bitter, it's like, what, no point. Can just quit. <laughs> just have to, I don't know. Are there other questions out there floating around? No? Oh, what about the kind of, the, the, there was a lot of discussion recently because of Wonder Woman about the male female mm. gaze and the way that previously female superheroes were being shot, or female subjects in general, I guess, 
um, and the difference between how it was shot for Wonder Woman, mm. do you sort of have a different, do you ever think about, or do you think that other DPs think about when they're shooting a subject, are they shooting it through their own sort of what they would like to see or their own kind of desire or what they find attractive? And do you find you do that or that you work with other people who do that? <coughs> I mean, in terms of like shooting, with, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I understand it. <laughs> like I think there's always a subconscious like a play that maybe you've known. It's well, just it's, you're drawn to something and shooting yeah. it in a certain way. But it's like, like a very classic sort of female superhero shot between the legs. Yeah. Like you see it quite often. It's the thing that comes up and you see your butt and between the legs. Mm. And they sort of not I don't know if it was deliberate, but the, it, they sort of managed to avoid a lot of that shooting Wonder Woman. Mm. Um, do you think that that kind of perspective will change? Um, and that do you think that like as a female DP, you have a different way of looking at it? Yeah, I mean you have to be aware of it. Mm. Like it's your it's your um, what do you say um, responsibility responsibility to do that. Definitely. I mean, otherwise nothing will ever change yeah. you know I think Wonder Woman was amazing I cried five minutes in I was like the tear and I was like why am I crying this is so weird but it was so and then I realized why I was crying was because I never seen a woman do that on film yeah. in that way it's okay. so powerful it's like oh I get goosebumps just talking yeah. about it it's yeah. just like um, yeah I think I thought it was amazing I mean it's, it is what it is like it, it's that kind of genre but I just thought it was amazing yeah. No, I actually so had the more same that. effect mm. when I was watching it because I was going. I had the same thing. I was going, mm. God, it's so incongruous. Mm. It's mad to kind of go. Uh, gee, you just don't see this. No, it's like you know, with so Glow, the new Netflix series, Glow as well. I think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not about like yeah, of course there's love and sex or whatever, but but it's mostly about like women and you know being friends. Like you know, I mean, like, there's this sisterhood and. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just so nice to see. So like, oh, thank God, finally, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's very physical, so. but they're not objective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are gorgeous, and they're sexy, whatever, but it's not the thing. They're not being shot as sort of sexual objects, mm -hmm. they're being shot as people. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so um, just there were one or two other questions, because we came up with questions together, and uh, maybe we'll just look at one or two of the other ones that came up. Um, uh, just on a practical, there was a, there were kind of one or two practical questions that we were kind of looking at that we thought were kind of interesting, and that was kind of um, just time and budget constraints regarding moving the camera or getting movement to the scene. Like, um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I know you guys were kind of talking about it together. Mm. Well, we did we say very briefly, but yeah. You want to start? I don't know why that was in my head, and I just. I mean, actually, just looking at the farthest trailer, like there was a fair bit of figuring out, like how do we move the camera when, well, we won't have a grip, mm. <laughs> obviously, mm. and it the camera needs to be, like we need the kit to be kind of uh, transportable, you know, because we're moving around from state to state. Um, but we wanted to sort of have these, just a sense of the spacecraft is continually travelling. Mm. while we're here on Earth and it's it's going, it's going and just that you have this sort of feeling of looking up and, and passing under things like familiar uh, Earth. Sorry. Sorry. And so Emer came up with the 
idea that I was looking up that was her <laughs> reference so it was always like can we do you know if we came across something interesting while we were out and about like architecture or a place or a plant or whatever it was um, but there was a fair bit of figuring out how do we how we're going to do that <laughs> mm. so in the end like initially it was like can we run you know scaffold tubes how long can we run them for <laughs> yeah uh, can we transport them can you connect them on, so a, sca- on a skateboard is it or something yeah um and then that just wasn't really working in the end we had a it was a dj run and so it was similar mm. to the mm. maxima but more much more basic mm. <laughs> system so it, it can be temperamental <coughs> as a as a tool yeah. but um we were able to just get you know shots in the um, in the woods where it's all like up and down, bumpy, and you can just get this lovely kind of smooth mm. feeling of sort of floating. In a short space of time. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> you were quite arguing. Once we got the hang of it, then it was, <laughs> yeah. it was a bit of a Is that like a rig wrestling. that you wore, or what? Yeah, it's a kind of... Um, it's a camera stabilizing you. Yeah, it's, it's a gimbal head, but then you had sort of various things like a kind of easy rig that had a bungee system coming down. I don't know how you do you support the maximum? Yeah, well, yeah with, a, with an easy rig, rig and, and the serene arm. Yeah, okay. Did you yeah. configure those points upwards? Yeah. yeah, so that was that was the biggest problem because <laughs> I didn't want to look up. <laughs> So um, it was sort of tricking the gimbal head to think that it wasn't looking up, it was looking straight. Well, let's just watch. Um, Did you no, want to, to no, 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 Using a little bit of drone, maybe or something. Yeah, I mean, I use everything you were supposed to say, but this year we have tracking dolly as well, so I can okay. always go on tracking dolly okay. if I need to. So it's, I use the Maxima in different variations. So I use that on a dolly if we don't have time to lay mm-hmm. tracks or whatever, and you just, you can, because you can be on the dolly and can actually, it's taking all the, sh- you know, shakiness away. So, uh, so we've done a lot of different funny things with that. I mean, it's really good. It's mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes, the, the, you know, we can work really fast and we don't have to have a static operator if we yeah. want to do it. I mean, but now we have had it because we've done rain and stuff and it's not very good with rain. <laughs> the rain. Uh, so <laughs> So, but, but I can do almost anything with it, really, like that. So like. this Maximo rig is not good at rain, is that what you're saying? No, it's, not, it's a little not bit good. sensitive for, for yeah. that, but, for yeah, so so in that case we have Steadicam, and, or if it's really tricky, so I can't do any, I can't, it's hard to walk upstairs and stuff like that. Yeah. Up the stairs mm-hmm. with that, because it's a little bit. Um, but so I think it's great. it's tricky to swap over if somebody else is, say you've got a Steadicam in, mm. and then there, all of a sudden there's yeah. another kind of... <laughs> Another brain I that you have to get into. <laughs> no, it is. It's a, it's a bit frustrating. You just want to go. Oh, like, like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but uh, we had a really good one actually this time. He was really good, and he listened, and he understood, and he was, you know, we did it really quick. He was amazing actually. You should work with him. <laughs> Greg, his name is Greg. Uh, no, so. <laughs> so. 
Unfortunately, it was a he. Um, no, so I mean, yeah, it's, it's quite. I like to do it myself. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'm a control freak, so I, I really, I prefer to do it myself. I, I remember, I remember last year, my my great Paul, he was like, I can do this to save my back, and I was like, no, no, no I do it. I, I think it's so hard. To Give it, yeah, 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 I actually yeah. think so. But but on, in this that you're gonna show now, I actually had a static operator for the whole thing, mm. which was a little bit unusual. Okay. Uh, so yes. we had him every day for the whole shoot. He did the, the, all the blocks. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's see look at. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> After she's corrected it all in post. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, put on a wider lens yeah. and I'll reframe in post. But he was yeah. great. I mean, he understood my style. She shot it all on a nine millimeter lens. <laughs> <laughs> in four K. Four K. Eight K. Nine millimeter lens. Walk over there. Point the camera that way. <laughs> I'm gonna take a month in post. <laughs> I like your style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a really strong um, amber and red. Yeah, yeah. There. yeah no, it was quite yeah. funny to do this show actually. I mean, I didn't set the series, so I haven't. The style was already set, but I really sure. liked the style. Yeah. So it was my style. So it was <laughs> lucky, lucky for me, but. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's, it's another world. I mean it's about <coughs> who bots as we as they call them, like robots um, in in the, in the future, and everyone's got their own you know helper at home. Everyone has a robot, and then some of them are free uh, because someone has fiddled with them. So they are kind of in between. They're okay. a little bit human, but they are still who bots. So There's a lot of interesting <coughs> things there about being you know should they be treated like humans or mm -hmm like robots so yeah. it's really it's a really interesting story actually uh, and it's been a remake now in, yeah. in England for humans um, but it's quite different I think the English this is very playful and the, the costumes are very over the top okay. they really look really old and you know um, did you do anything differently the, like lighting wise or, yeah, or, I mean, or lens wise that you wouldn't normally who's the DP on the who kind of said it, he, mm. he had these motifs that he sent me so I knew a little bit what he was thinking like what kind of ones like uh, the the Hubots should never be like backlit or front this should always be quite flat so you, you know, flat yeah, flat oh, lid, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we kind of went past that a little bit with the the hubos that are actually more human, the free okay. ones, the ones that are you mm -hmm. know a little bit both. Mm. Um, I can't remember. I was a couple of motifs. I mean, also the the cyan uh, theme going yeah. with the, like the night. It's not really the moon. It could be the moon, or it could it's be a street electric, lamp, or it could be. It doesn't really matter. You can do whatever you want, really. You can just you know yeah, yeah, pick yeah. a color and just throw it in there, kind of feel, okay. which was quite fun. It was so really mm -hmm. playful to do, but. I was a little bit worried about the Steadicam thing because I, I'm not a fan of Steadicam. Uh, I try to not use it if I don't oh, put you off. Have to. It's just I don't like the look of it. It's just, I don't know. It's the rocky just, yeah, kind of I don't know. It's just something about it I don't like. Uh, but we had to. I was. I mean, we had to. Time-wise or style-wise? No, because it's style-wise. Like they, they wanted to have style. They wanted to be able to do those kind of moves and always have it on set. And, and uh, but, it's, but it was with Zoom as well, which was quite funny actually to sit behind the monitor and actually uh, could zoom on. So, so I was in control a little bit. No, but he was so great. So suddenly I didn't tell him. Suddenly I just started to zoom. And he, and that, but then he was really good at you know he noticed of course and yeah, then he yeah, started yeah, to frame yeah. after that. But yeah. we. 
did some really cool things with like like tra- tracking or and zooming and, and stuff. Yeah. Really nice. With them then. Yeah. So I mean, and he was great. He really understood my style as well. So. I didn't have to tell him more headroom or yeah. you know wider. So maybe that goes back to your sensitivity question again. Mm. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. If they, if they kind of, because we were talking about it the mm. other day about sometimes you've got a grip, and the grip can be really sensitive. Mm. Like he'll move the camera, mm. and he won't like go. Do you want it faster or slower? He'll watch the actors. Mm. Yeah. And he'll just respond to the performance. Yeah. And they'll come in because mm. the actor's not going to give you exactly the same thing every time. No, so you exactly. say, Go a little bit faster, and the actor plays it slower. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get a mix, yeah. and you mm. have to overcompensate as yeah. the operator. Yeah. But. If you've got a grip who's sensitive, yeah, they'll really completely important. respond to the moment. And yeah, just, that's true. It's your role in the dance. Yeah. And yeah. focus. Pullers. And focus. Uh, focus is so, is so yeah. um, personal, in a mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we, we always have really interesting discussions with Andrew, who's our focus puller on this one, yeah. about things like that. Like, should we... When you should pull. We even Tommy fast. actually have some opinions sometimes, and then we listen to him, <laughs> my loader. Very good, and Rob's here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... It's, um, it's really, I love that collaboration, talking about why you do film. I mean, I love the teamwork. Yeah. I love it. And, uh, op- and to be open and not to like, you know, really listen to people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And still be the boss. Or still, still be, boss. be, you know, I'm, I'm you know, me, Lisa, the one that takes the decision. But it's, I love the fact to bring people in. Yeah. I mean, without going to a specific example, I think we were talking this morning about sometimes when you're in a position, and I don't know mm. if this is a... I, 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 Sometimes it, it can be maybe more prevalent mm. if you're a female cinematographer. It certainly happens if you if, if somebody on your team thinks you're way less experienced mm. than them. Mm. You don't have to be female to experience it, but no, it, yeah. it's certainly I'm sure more prevalent. It doesn't help. No. Most female, but you've had experiences before where you've had yeah. kind of people outstep their mark. Without yeah, definitely, being, definitely. In, in, that that case, in that case, I wanted to actually say to him uh, that I I think that you treat me like this because I'm a woman. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't say that actually. I was planning to say it when we had this <laughs> meeting about it, and I just had to talk to him about Did you his call behavior. A about, specifically about uh, it? Well, sorry. Did you call a meeting specifically? Yeah, about yeah, it? no, we had a meeting in yeah. the morning just to, to, to you know, Let's talk, talk about it. Through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that beforehand, I just felt like I just had such a strong feeling that he would <laughs> never treat. A, I feel, like uh, but I, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know if it's like that. But it's so but tricky to bring that up. Yeah, it's just so I didn't, and I'm really happy. Yeah. I didn't. know it's not. No. And you think, oh God, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have mentioned that. I'm a woman. Maybe you didn't notice. No, that's that, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, sometimes you want to. <laughs> sometimes you want to bring it up, but but you don't want to bring it up. You know, yeah, like, like yeah, we yeah. talked about. We don't. We don't want to talk about the fact that we are women. Mm. But now we're here. Obviously, we have to talk about that. <laughs> where we, you know, I mean, like, so it's so it's so I don't know. It's mm. Tricky. It's really tricky. When I started, in, when I was in film school, it, and it's so awful. This is awful. But I, I kind of saw all the female DPs as threatening or like yeah. a, a competition, you? Ca- competition, so which is awful. It's awful. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I just, it was this thing where I, di- I didn't want to hang out with female DPs. I didn't oh. want to co- collaborate with them. This is so awful. But I was so. I'm really driven, and I want yeah. to go somewhere. Yeah. Like I want to, and I, I didn't want to talk about the fact that I was a woman. So instead of 
helping each other. I just, just I did the opposite. Like I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm a DP. That's what I am. But then I think it was when I was in, when I became a, in the board of the Swedish Society of Cinematographers, and we, we met so many female DPs, and we started to hang out. We realized we need each other. Okay. It's really sad that we do, but we really, we really need it, and we help each other a lot. Need each other as in? As in just talk about stuff, like okay. talk about cinematography and talk about technical things and. Yeah. So we have like a, we have a own Facebook group for the the the, the female part of the Swedish society of cinematographers, okay. uh, where we actually sometimes I just feel much easier to just go there and, and ask something technical about something. Okay. Uh, because uh, there's so many men in the society, older men, and they're like, oh, have so many opinions, and you're like, oh, you know, talk, sort of about other stuff that you know that wasn't the question, but okay, oh, right, you know yes. what I mean, being a bit like mansplaining and right. and uh, <laughs> this is like. No, so, we so annoying. So we we do that a lot, and we meet as well. We have meetings only us, and we go for dinners, and we 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 pass job me forward if we can't have a job. Yeah, I say yeah. call Rang now, or call Ellen, or okay. you know, we really boost each other. And sorry, the answers that you're getting when you're on the other forum are more like. Let me answer these other things that I assume you don't know. Yeah, but, yeah a little or? bit like that. It's just sometimes I do that as well. Depends on you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just much. I don't know. The atmosphere is so much nicer in the female forum okay, than in the male. Okay. I want to join. But we are definitely. But, <laughs> so it's great. No, but I have to say also that we have a strong community for cinematography sure, sure, in Sweden sure, as well. Sure. So, uh, because I'm in the board as well, we meet and it's it's probably fifty fifty, I think, in the board. Okay. Yeah. So we have two actually two. Uh, what do you say? Uh, board, uh, head of, head of the board. yeah, is is a woman and a man. So I mean, okay. yeah, so that's great. That's good. Uh, and I have definitely have so many amazing male colleagues that are like uh, my fans. You know, I'm like okay. they really work for me and they help yeah. me and they've been there. Sure. And they're amazing, amazing men. Like, <laughs> but it's also, uh, you know, they they're also feminists. Yeah. I mean, and they say that. Okay. They are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some good men out there. No, but we need each other. I think yeah. it's important. And yeah. what about you on that one, Kate? Yeah, just this and this, and I don't know. I think I'll move to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> just join the Facebook. I come here. We can hang out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. still very early days, I guess. Like, there's maybe three. Of I, that I know of, female mm-hmm. DPs, and one of them's working in London, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it small place. I need to rack it up a, mm. a level. I think, I think it's really helpful, actually. Mm. I mean, it's definitely yeah. like, the, you know, I have pals that I know from Poland that are female DPs. Yeah. So that's, that's nice to tie in with them, but. Mm. It sometimes is a, it is a bit lonely, like being mm. <laughs> the only sure. or like yeah. thereabouts. Yeah. Because, like you said, there's just mm. this kind of checking in with other mm. females. I mean, I don't know, it's just not that it's a sisterhood, but like it's mm. something in that zone of like just you know putting aside the the male. Sort of, I know more than you, or, or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the there's, there's a, sort of. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel maybe balanced, like the the power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can I add as well? Uh, you might have obviously blanked it out, Kate, but when we were shooting in studio here, um, you felt that you had to kind of explain what you wanted to the gaffers more than 
you know, a male GP might have had to, you know, that you were saying with that, you know, there was a bit more, really, you want to do that? You know, that you were having oh, to kind of... Double checking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really awful. Oh, oh my out, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is that, like, I have to say, stilling in Poland was, like, pretty good training in that respect, because <coughs> for me, it's like, there's a lot more sort of macho behavior going on, and mm. so you have to just kind of let them get it out and then <laughs> ignore it, you know, That's because amazing. otherwise if you engage with it, it's just sort of like, mm. fires it up, and then the, the conversation becomes about that rather than what you're trying to do on set. Mm -hmm. So, so you let them burn it off, kind of? <laughs> yeah, like just, you know, I'm not going to engage with it, so then they it sort of dies down, but you know. Okay. Um, I think one, I just remember now I had a discussion with my other colleague Ellen, who's a DP in Sweden, about um, um, the, 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 what can I say, the hard thing with being a female DP, I think, is because we often are maybe be more quiet and have a lower voice, speak, you know, with that kind of, oh my god, <laughs> you need a like that. Like that. <laughs> uh, and actually, Ellen, she's quite short, mm -hmm. and she her voice is really um, tiny. You know, like that. She she doesn't own her space, mm -hmm. and so she we actually had a lot of discussions about having like uh, like workshops and stuff where you actually learn how to to be project to, to yeah to take place and like. But I don't have that problem. I, I really don't. And in, in but some some of the female DPs do have that. I think that's really. It's really sad, but but I mean, so probably that that's one of the things uh, that is different because um, you have to own your space because otherwise they're gonna eat you up. <laughs> Those men, they are a bit like that, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I've been really lucky here, though. I have to say, my team, I feel 100% respected. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel that they treat me in another way than, you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I met, like you said, I met those <laughs> people as well. Um, but obviously I choose also people that I feel, I get a sense of. I have a good sense of feeling. When I have a Skype meeting with a gaffer, I can feel how he's speaking he's to gonna you. be great yeah. for me yeah i mean because i have spoken to some really nice gaffers but i could feel oh he's not for me it's yeah, not yeah, you know yeah. i mean like that and tim that i'm working with now is amazing i mean yeah uh, do not have that thing where you have to he's he's like yeah he's on it cool. <laughs> but i'm also pointing with my my hand you know what i mean like that i mean if you don't if you don't have that pondus it's so much harder mm. don't you, you think don't have that what sir that pondus, pondus, pondus like that no no sorry pondus, pondus is okay. like uh, what is it uh, you know that pondus uh, thing when you come into a room, you have like presence, presence, presence. Yeah, yeah, So you need that. <laughs> Channel your Tom Cruise. That's the moral of the story. Your inner Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we over? Sorry. Yeah, so that's kind of, we've run out of time. I just yeah. want to say thanks so much to both Frida and Kate for showing up.